Praise the Lord and good day to you. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson here in my office at Crossway Church in Queen City, Texas. And we're glad to be with you today on this first day of July 2021. And uh, just expecting the soon at any moment return of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. He's excited about coming soon to get his bride. And I'm excited to be going home with him to that great wedding banquet and then a return with him to this earth to rule and to reign with him for 1,000 years. You better realize we're at the door at any moment we're about to leave this place. Hallelujah. And we just praise God for that opportunity. Again, today we're going to be in chapter 5 of Hebrews. This will be part 10 of chapter 5. And we're learning some very crucial, critical things that we, we must know. We must have knowledge and we must understand the knowledge that we are being given by the Holy Spirit. We must uh, apply our hearts. We must uh, offer our hearts to the Lord to understand what He's saying. We, we must have a love of the truth. Not just some love. We must have a love of the truth. And I'm excited to be able to share what we're about to hear today with you. It's going to be a great broadcast. Get your Bibles, maybe your pencil and paper, because you're probably going to need to write some things down today or re-listen to this uh, if you're not in a quiet place uh, later so you can write some things down. Just one announcement uh, uh, this morning, maybe a couple. Uh, that is that Robin and I will be with Pastor Wayne and Debbie Voss in Greenwood, Mississippi at Crossway Ministries there. It's just like home away from home for us. Been there many times throughout the years and we've been friends with the Vosses for so many years and stood arm in arm, linked arm in arm, continuing to, to, to preach the gospel, the great message of the cross uh, as it pertains to justification and sanctification. And we're going to be there with them July the 18th, which is two or three weeks away, not very long from now. So if you live anywhere in that area... I encourage you to come and be with us that Sunday morning as we are going to be ministering a great word of truth. I already have it in my heart. I already know what the Lord has me ministering that weekend unless He comes for us before then. And let me say one more thing this morning about our travel uh, that, that we don't need an invite from a preacher and a church. We don't, we don't have to have that. If, if you don't have a, a church in your area preaching the message of the cross and you'd like to have meetings on a weekend, well, we'll just rent a hotel conference room, bring some praisers and some worshipers and the glorious gospel, and we'll come to where you are. If, you, if you've got some folks that are wanting to gather and have weekend meetings, then you just sit, get a hold of us, Curtis Hutchinson at att.net, and, 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 or, or you can message me on Messenger or whatever avenue you have, and uh, we, we could pray about that. We could talk about that because the Lord knows about these people who are out there, don't have a local church to, to go to that's, that's focused on the redemptive plan of God, full of the Holy Ghost, and, and, and they just don't have one to go to within driving distance. So let me say it again. I don't need an invite from a preacher. I don't, I don't, I don't need all that. I'd love to come right where you are one weekend and just a, a weekend full of 
teachings and praising the Lord and worshiping the Lord and praying for one another. We do that. We, we've been going to Lima, Ohio and Sydney, Ohio and, and we're praying about other areas. So let us know and we'll bring this gospel to your area. Praise the Lord for that. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 5 again. This is part 10 today on this first, first day of July 2021. And we are discussing the difference between the milk of God's word and the meat of God's word. We're discussing what, what, what the focus is here. And really the focus up through at least the first six chapters of Hebrews is to awaken God's people to see the danger of, of, of staying on the milk, the danger of not going on. Let's look back. Let's go back to chapter 2. I've got some things highlighted for us just to speak on and then move on to where we are But to make this point clear. At least the first six chapters for sure of Hebrews are about focusing on Christ as our great high priest and taking advantage of that grabbing a hold of that truth and not, not going to sleep, not, not staying on milk, but, but growing and not, not, not allowing this that we've heard to slip away, not neglecting, not neglecting this great salvation. Listen, chapter 2, verse 1. Therefore we ought to give, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. And that really refers to us slipping away. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every, transgre every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him. And if there's ever been a time where this great salvation we've been offered and given is being neglected, it's now. It's always been this way, but it's more this way now than ever. Let's turn over to chapter 3 now, working our way up to where we are in chapter 5. Verse 6. Chapter 3, verse 6. But Christ as a son over his own house, whose house we are, if, if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. And if you go on down in that chapter, he, he's referring back to the fathers of Israel tempting him and proving him and, and what saw his works 40 years. Verse 10, wherefore I was grieved with that generation and said they do always err in their hearts and they have not, get this, they have not known my ways. Get that. Then you go on down in verse 12, take heed brothers lest there be in any of you not, not any tares among you, no, among brothers. Among, it, it, take, he says, take heed, brothers, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. You can't depart from somebody you hadn't been walking with. So, so he's, you know, and he goes on to say, uh, but exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. What I'm showing you is what this letter is about. Waking up folk up 
and you just you just sliding by. You got everything to do with God back there on the back burner. You'll reach back there if perchance you get in some kind of trouble. And and well, that is when we run to the Lord. And no, you run to the Lord every day. You seek Him as you're seeking a million dollar treasure. Somebody promised you they buried in your backyard. That's Proverbs 2 says if you crying out after knowledge, if you're seeking wisdom and understanding as if you were seeking treasure, then you will find the fear of the Lord. Come on somebody, you don't just happen chance up on the things of God. You don't just stagger and wake well, what if I stagger? Uh-uh my friend. You you got to be seeking. God's got to have shown you his goodness. He's got to sh- have shown you what he's done for you at the cross in his precious one and only begotten son, Jesus Christ. And when you have that, then you say, my goodness, God, there's a lot more I want to know about this. Then you get to chapter 4 in Hebrews. First verse, let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto unto us was the gospel preached, as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. So at least the first six chapters are a wake-up call. You've been saved. You've realized that you've been born again. You've accepted Christ the Lord Jesus as your Savior. You believed upon His work at Calvary, what He did for you through His death, that you are forgiven of your sins and you are a child of God, but you can't stay on the milk. Now let's get on here where we are today. In verse 12, he says, For when for the time you ought to be teachers by now, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles, the first teachings of the words of God, and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. For everyone that you everyone that uses milk, and Peter described it in First Peter two and two as uh, we grow by as babes the sincere milk of the word of God. That's the pure milk. Remember that the sincere milk is the pure milk of the word of God. He says, but everyone that uses milk is unskillful, inexperienced in the word of righteousness because he is a baby Christian. A baby Christian is unskillful in the word of righteousness. He says in verse 14, but strong meat belongs to not babies. They can't eat it. They have to they have to have the the sincere the pure milk of the word to grow thereby to grow to a certain place where they transition from the milk to the meat and that happens verse 13 when they begin to experience the word of righteousness watch verse 14 but strong meat belongs to them that are of full age that means those that are maturing they've 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 been weaned from the milk the fir- which here is called the first principles the first things of the teachings of of God and we'll get into that here in just a minute but strong meat belongs to them that are of full age those that are maturing here it is a description of those who are maturing on the meat 
those who by reason of use, and that means practice, experience that which verse 13 reveals that babes are lacking, but these who by reason of practice use, practice and use of what? God's words in their righteous context. Here it goes on to specifically explain what that means. Grab a hold of this. They have their senses exercised, and that means they're being now trained, taught, discipled by Christ through the Holy Spirit to discern both good and evil. Now you got to grab a hold of this today. Lost people can see the difference between good and evil. Some of it. A lost person knows that killing is wrong. That's why when they do it, they hide it. Because they know it's wrong. They know that it was wrong. They know there's a price to be paid for that. This, what we're reading here, the discernment between good and evil is referring to doctrine. Doctrine. You may have never heard this before. You're hearing it now. You'll be responsible for what you're hearing now. This is referring to to doctrine because the attack on the young early believers in the early church was was all the the Jewish uh, legalistic, those who were still bound under the law, shut up unto the faith, the place where Christ could not affect them, could not profit them under law. Grace doesn't work under law. Grace calls you away from law. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why one of the biggest deceptions in the church today is this Hebraic roots movement. Going back to wearing this and going through the rituals and the the, the ceremonies of the feast and all that. And they say, because they they understand it's all about Christ, but listen, they're not going to spend their time because they, they feel like they have to do these things. They're getting more, listen, they're getting more enlightenment from the Holy Spirit by what they're doing. And listen, when you go back to something God has said, and we'll see it, has decayed and been put away so the new could be brought forth, we don't go back. We go forward. Hallelujah. But notice this today. Strong meat belongs to those who are growing beyond the sincere, the pure milk of the word, and by reason of use, we're not, listen folks, I hope you understand this, we're not talking about just morally good people. There are lost people who take care of their yards, they raise their kids, they, they look like, they, they, I mean, you know, we, we make a big mistake in, as, as the people of God to think that lost people are just people out there drunks and doing drugs and can't, can't even take care of their yard. They, they, they're just pitiful all over. No, there are millions of lost people who look just like you and for the most part, because the church doesn't understand what we're teaching right here, they, they, they act and look just like them. So everybody wants to get into this morally, just just good morally. Well, listen, it's not about just being morally good. It's about being able to discern both good and evil 
even when the people you love and are dear to you are telling you what you're believing is really evil and, 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 and for you to be saying what they're believing is evil is wrong. You know, when they hear people like you and me say that it's a sin to have your faith in anything other than the cross of Christ, you hear me? They say that's, that's evil. When people, when people don't agree with you, then they believe you're wrong. I mean, we never really look at it like that, but we need to see it like it. When people don't agree with you and what you believe, it's because they think you're wrong. Even though you've got Scripture for them, they can't discern. That, this is the very reason that, that people today have heard the message of the cross but they're so clingy to their milk bottle. They're so clingy to the first things they heard. They're, 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 they just want to sit there in a chair and be taught the same, th same things they've heard over and over, the basic things they've heard at the first about what they believe about this, what they believe about that, the basic things they should have learned when they were born again. Now get this. Now we're going we're gonna to roll on over today. We're not going to stay there. We've we got to stay here for a little while because the difference between the milk and the meat is the experience of God's word. The experience of God's words of righteousness. The fruit of that is being able to discern the way of righteousness from the way that looks like righteousness, seems like righteousness, but it's not the way of righteousness. The difference between the milk and the meat is not just us saying the experience of the word of righteousness, but it is being able to discern between the path of righteousness and that which is presented as the path of righteousness that is not. Now let's, let's, let's for, the, for the moment, Let's just roll over into what we call chapter 6. When it was written, it was no chapters, no verses. It was just a letter. We put chapters and verses there to help us locate things a whole lot quicker and to help us memorize it. And, but, but watch this now in chapter 6 because I've got to make a statement today about, about the milk, the pure milk, the sincere milk of the Word. Therefore, leaving... The first principle mean the first things, the principal things, the, the, the first and foremost things. Leaving the principles of the doctrine, the teaching of Christ, the first things of the teachings of Christ, and that was really how the old covenant pointed to him and how these things mentioned here that we're about to read point to Christ because it, it's called the first Principles, the first things of the teaching, doctrine means teachings, of Christ. Let us go on unto perfection. And then he lists, watch this now, he lists these certain things that he's here trying to get us to see are the, 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 the principles of the teachings of Christ. The first things we should have learned which are on the milk. Those on the milk. This is what on the milk people, Christians, babes in Christ who are without the experience of the words of righteousness in the place of discerning between good and evil are yet to learn. These are what they're learning at first. Notice this. 
Let us go on into perfection. And that word means maturity because that's the focus here. Going away from the milk onto the meat. Let us go on unto maturity. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God of the doctrine, the teaching of baptisms, plural, and of laying on of hands and of resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. Now, now let me make this statement today and I hope you will get this and take this to heart. Many people have believed upon Christ. They've trusted that He's the Son of God and that He came to die to, to forgive them of their sins. But millions in our own nation today don't even have this, what is referred to, these first things of the teachings of Christ as the milk, the sincere milk, they don't even have the pureness of these things yet. Some people are still teaching wrong things about repentance from dead works. Some people are still teaching. I'm talking about people who got saved. They trusted that what Christ did as the Son of God and the Lamb of God on the cross for their sins, they were born again, but they're among groups of people that don't even have the milk in its pure state. That's why they can't, listen, that's why they will never, ever be able to go on unto the meat. If you don't have the pureness, the sincereness of the milk, you can't never mature to the place of the meat. If you don't get these things right, if you don't, un listen folks, if the milk they're on as babes is not pure milk, sincere milk, Peter called it that, 1 Peter 2 and 2, then their growth is already stunted. They, they'll stay not, not just babes, but infantile babes. They, they, they won't have, you know, a baby, he's, he's an infant when he's born, but then he has stages of growth on the milk. He reaches a place where he starts eating solid food, meat. Well, these folks, you, you can be born again and stay in the very initial state of infancy. Get that. If the milk is not pure, sincere milk, if you're teaching false things that are, that are not, not focused on Christ, these are called the teachings of Christ, how these things relate to Christ. Get this. And what he did at Calvary, he did the work. To go on unto perfection, you've had to already have understood and be walking in experience. That's how we move from milk to meat. In experience, we begin to experience Christ. The maturity, by not laying in the foundation of repentance from dead works, that only happens through faith in the blood alone, and of faith toward God that's only toward Him through what Jesus did on the cross, not just initially, but every day of your life, and the doctrine of baptisms, 
You got folks out there, you have, you have hundreds of thousands, maybe a few billion in our own nation teaching people that if they don't get baptized in water and come up speaking, listen, let's, let's get that right. They teach, there's hundreds of thousands, maybe a few million probably in our own nation that teach if you don't get baptized in water in Jesus' name only and come up speaking in other tongues, you're not even saved. Listen, those folks, they, if, if, they did, if they did get saved, they hadn't even started drinking yet the pure milk. They will never be able to move to solid food. And if you will notice, they think they're some of the most spiritual and most mature people of God on the planet. Let me make this statement this morning. The most spiritual people of God are those who are trusting in the work of Christ on the cross the most. Learning to trust in Christ's finished, complete, and perfect work on the cross. The more we trust in that, the more mature we become. The more satisfied we become. The more spiritual we become. The less we trust in that, the weaker in the faith we are if we're even in the faith. We need to know that. God's, the Lord is about to send His Son. God Almighty, our Heavenly Father, is about to send His Son. His Son is coming to get His bride. His bride are those who have oil in their lamps. That means the Holy Spirit is in them. The Holy Spirit is giving them oil to see. This is called living by grace through faith. Hallelujah. And, and I wanted to make that comment today. So many people have been born again, but the milk they're being offered is not the sincere milk that can even get them to the place of solid food. It's tainted milk. It's, it's how many millions get in our own nation do have a, a move. They confess their sins. They accept Christ as their Lord, but the local church they get planted in is all about the, the long sleeves they wear, the hair, the, the, the no makeup, or the make, or what all these things of what they do, don't do, they, they, they move move right out of, out of the, the uh, let me just get right to the point. There's no mi pure milk there. It's got to be the pure milk of the Word. It's got to be these things here listed in, in, the, in the context, not some pretext that we just make up and go, the context of Christ. We're learning Christ. That means we're learning the Word of God in the context of who He is as the living Word and what He did as the Lamb of God at Calvary. Outside of that, there will be no pure, sincere milk to begin with. And if we don't have that to begin with, we'll never make it to solid food and we'll just be nothing more than religious pretenders. 
Oh, and yes, there are great feelings in that because the Antichrist has a spirit that imitates the Spirit of God. That's why people have told me, Oh, son, if you ever leave that church you go to and come to ours, you'll never go back to your church. Let me tell you something, man. If I'm ever in a church and I'm feeling something, but they're not preaching the truth, I know I ain't feeling what I ought to be feeling, and it's not of the one that I should be feeling it. Hallelujah. You need to understand that. Let me make this as we prepare to close. You can believe it or you can forget about it or you can throw rocks and keep, you can stay in your pretending. But if it's not the spirit of truth moving you, it's not God moving you. If it's not truth that's moving you, if your experience is not that of the truth, if your experience, what you're experiencing is not the righteousness of God's word, that's what we're talking about here. Those who by reason of use, practice, experience have their senses exercised by being able to discern both good and evil. We're not talking about not knowing that murder. No, we're talking, he's talking about here what they're being taught. Get this now. He's talking about what they're being taught because he rolls right into it in verse 6, being able to discern between good and evil through the experience of the Word of God in its righteous context. If that's not our place, well, it's no wonder we don't see the difference between them preaching the cross, but God's not doing that in our church. He's preaching this. No, no, my friend. No, no, my friend. No, no, my friend. If the Lord by His Spirit is not ministering the word of the gospel truth in your church, you're headed the wrong direction because every word in the Bible bleeds red. Every word in the Bible is in the context of righteousness. All my words, God says in Proverbs 8 and 8, are in righteousness. And His righteousness is concealed and only found and experienced in the gospel, Romans 1, 16 and 17. So every word that God has ever spoken has to be seen, has to be viewed, has to be imparted by the Spirit of truth, has to, has to be experienced. The word of God's righteousness has to be experienced in our own hearts if we're going to be able to discern doctrinally correct. If we're going to have spiritual discernment to be able to discern between good doctrine and evil doctrine because it's so easy for me to look at something and call it good because it seems good, it feels good, but the Bible says its end for me will be death. That means separation from the plan of God, separation from God. That's why Paul teaches the church in Galatia, you've fallen from grace now Christ cannot profit you. Christ cannot affect you. Yes, my friends, these are Christians. These are, that, that's not to tares among the wheat. They can't hear anything. This is to those who have had ears to hear. They've received ears to hear. 
We're going to talk more about this because this is not talking about discerning between that murder is wrong and, and you know that, that going out and messing with somebody else's wife is wrong. The world knows that. This is talking about spiritual discernment, being able to move off the milk onto the meat in experience, becoming those who follow after righteous judgment. That is looking through the blood of Jesus onto the pages of God's words of righteousness. The work of righteousness took place at Calvary, Isaiah 32 and 17. Jesus did the work of righteousness. And for every word of God to be in its righteous context, we must look at it not because we came in through the blood, but because we came in through the blood and now looking at every word through the blood so that we can see God's righteousness. All God's words are truth. But Proverbs 12 and 17 tells us, He that speaks truth shows forth righteousness. That means when we're actually hearing the truth in its proper context, which is righteousness, there will be, if our faith is there, then there, the experience of that righteousness we will be trained up in the way we should go and we will be able to discern between good and evil in what we're being taught. This is really, really something special for me. I pray it has been you. I, I encourage you, please help us to publish the Word of God. That's simply hitting the share button. If you're in other groups on social media, share these teachings in those groups. At least give them an opportunity to taste of what they should be hearing instead of just milk that's so impure and, and stuck in a place where they will never, ever grow. If the milk is not sincere and pure, they'll never make it to the meat. Help us so Help us publish God's Word. And I pray that you'll do that. It's been a great broadcast. Don't forget in the morning at 9 a.m. we'll continue our teaching that we're doing on Fridays entitled Bible Faith in Light of the Cross. It's really been a blessing to me. I know it has for those of you who have ears to hear. So if you're praying about uh, helping us, you can do that at thecrosswaychurch.com. Please, when you give... Put your address there. If you want to be uh, recognized at the end of the year, as uh, you want your giving to make a difference, you want to get a, a giving statement at the end of the year, you're going to have to put your address in there and make sure it's the right address. If you've moved, you'll need to redo all that and make sure that your address is correct. You can also give to this ministry to help us do what God's calling us to do by texting the word GIVE to the number 903-231-5950. And for those of you who hadn't turned us off yet, be aware that the, the Lord has stirring in our hearts to build a brand new facility out here on our land out here beginning this next year in April. And I, I foresee... If the Lord tarries, I expect Him to come today, but we can't sit idly by. We have to occupy until He comes. And I can foresee youth camps, determined youth camps, determined children camps where people from all over the world come to learn God's Word 
in its righteous context. And our kids can come and lock arms together with others of this like precious faith where we don't have to even give it a second thought about what they'll hear. They'll be blessed. So I want you to pray about giving. I want you to pray about sowing into that which we believe God is going to do here even in the days, months, weeks, years to come if he tarries. We're going to stick with this glorious gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ for it is the power of God. Hallelujah. God bless you. We love you. We'll see you next time. But until then, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and him crucified. We'll see you then.